0: how can we be of the same mind and still have different views?
1: It's really tough because when we talk about things in our Christian life, we all have a stake in the game. When some people say like, why don't we talk about this? It's usually not because people have no opinions. It's usually because people have too many opinions. (laughs) We don't know what to do with them (laughs) without making somebody upset, right? right? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, and all that you're saying strikes me as being related to having too much, I guess we could say skin in the game. And one of the important concepts, I think, to keep in mind is our ideas are not what we are. The term argument needs to be carefully defined. So let me stick with discussion, uh, even though it might border on an argument. Uh, The best place is over the kitchen table with a cup of coffee. Hmm. And others where you're actually looking at the person straight away. So the point is, it's got to be friendly. Both people have to be committed to searching for the truth. And you have to be gracious to allow the other person to express freely his or her point Mm -hmm. and it may disagree with what you're saying and you may get your back up and that's what you have to watch out for. If you're going at a discussion with the intent of convincing the other person you're right, then in the first place you're not going to learn what they've learned because you're going to be so focused on trying to convince them. So it's a matter of having a little bit of truth on both sides.
1: I do understand the whole point about choosing your moment and kind of saying like, okay, wait a second, is this about me? Like, am I going to put a point out there because I want to get clarity for me? Or am I paying attention to the other people that are there?
3: Welcome to the Patterns of Truth podcast. The place for casual discussion of biblical principles and difficult questions that face the Christian believer. We believe that the Bible can speak to today's issues, giving us the wisdom and the courage we need for our lives. We are so glad that you are joining us, and you can always find us at parentsoftruth.org.
0: Hello, welcome to Parents of Truth again. Thank you for joining us. All right, today our topic is going to be, what's a good argument? So it's a fun topic. I have with me Patricia Forrester from New Jersey. Hey, Patricia, how are you?
1: Hey, putting my whole name out there.
4: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> uh,
0: now you're, you're well-known.
4: Oh, boy. <laughs> <With> celebrity. <laughs>
0: And uh, Patricia is going to help me as we discuss with Roy Tuzo um, his problems with arguments. Uh, Roy, <laughs> how are you?
2: Oh, hello, Peter and Patricia. It's good to be here.
0: All right. For the sake of introduction, conflict is really easy. Some people live in conflict, others avoid it. Some of us naturally more confrontational than others then we think about our lives as Christian and might view disagreement and argument as negative or wrong. And as believers, we instinctively feel that we should always be in harmonious relationship. Is that even possible? Is there a place for argument? And when we do disagree, because we do, how should it look like?
2: Well, an awful lot, here depends on context there was a uh, problem very early on and uh, the disciples had to organize ministry to those who were being neglected or at least there was an accusation that they were being neglected Uh, later on in acts 15 is probably a very notable example uh, where some came to antioch and were actually teaching something that was wrong and this caused uh, Paul and Barnabas to have a very great debate. It's kind of interesting that uh, the scripture says there was no small dissension. Now it's uh, Acts 15 verse 2. Yeah. So uh, there was quite a di- discussion there and they eventually went up to Jerusalem. And, and there was a, a debate there uh, over these things. And finally, the apostles came to a resolution so we can look at a couple of examples like that i don't think we're going to look at those in detail here but i would encourage people to think about these um, when there is disagreement but i think scripture has a lot about division and um, and getting along so these two attitudes have to be balanced we really have to be concerned about what people uh, say from two aspects. First of all, if what they're saying is wrong, then, or we perceive them as being wrong, then we need to be very careful that our perception is accurate. And I would say that was the very first step. If people uh, have said something which we perceive as being wrong, unscriptural, then, the first question we should ask, ask ourselves is, is there some way in which he means that, which I am not perceiving, in which I'm, and I'm perceiving it in a way that's incorrect. So it's, it's a misunderstanding. I think an awful lot of our arguments can be resolved that way.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, Roy, you were talking about that uh, <clears throat> example in Acts Uh, about how there was this uh, discussion or debate. And I just think about, like, in this present day and age, when I decide to go on YouTube or whatever, if I watch a video or something, it really makes me awkward and, uh, quite frankly, uncomfortable whenever I see people who claim to be Christians, like, debating in the chat or, like, in the comments on YouTube, It kind of drives me crazy a little bit because I feel, I don't know, I guess I feel embarrassed or I feel like, I don't know, like the whole world can see this debate. And I think because it like gets into the pettiness, it gets into people insulting each other and all those and all that kind of stuff. And I just feel like other people like who are Christians or non-Christians look on and they're just like, look at these people. They're supposed to be peaceful, like Christ, look at them arguing on the internet about things that supposedly don't matter, you know, and I just wonder, like, where do we find that balance? Because I think we're in a, we're in a day and age, right. Where a lot of people do argue with each other, not face to face or discuss things like through like anonymity, like online. And sometimes we don't use our social graces, right. Because we don't see a person in front of us. So I wonder like how to find that balance um, where we don't cross that line and become unkind and really just to be honest, like bring shame to the Lord's name by the way in which we do something. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I certainly share your uh, perception there. I I generally try and avoid um, a lot of discussion. I, I personally never get involved in online discussions, <laughs> uh, or at least very rarely, very, very rarely. Same, same. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's for that reason. It's very easy to forget that you're talking really to another person uh-huh. And um, I, I certainly share uh, your embarrassment uh, in many things. Now, there are perhaps, uh, it probably isn't necessary to comment on some formal debates. Huh. And Christians often have problems with, uh, with those as well. But, for example, there's um, a few Christian, we call them apologists, Mm-hmm. And they will debate atheists or other unbelievers uh, yeah. in a formal setting. And we might criticize them in the sense that we recognize that that debate is not going to is not going to change the person's mind.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But right. even these folks will recognize that, and they generally engage in these discussions uh-huh. for the purpose of presenting uh, the gospel to the audience. Mm-hmm. Because there will be college students, for example, in the audience who maybe are on the fence or who have never heard a reasonable discussion about what Christianity really is. Mm. So okay. there's a case where uh, a formal debate is probably helpful. Mm. But like you say, uh, an, a discussion or a ranting on on Facebook <laughs> is rarely helpful. Yikes. <laughs> That's all I could think of. <laughs> Sorry, Peter.
0: Yeah, just to piggyback on what Patricia was saying, uh, where can we afford to argue more or have a good discussion?
2: Mm-hmm. I think that's really the crux of the of the matter. And I think the best place to have a discussion uh, or maybe even a um, – I'll just kind of – uh, the term argument needs to be carefully defined. So let me stick with discussion, uh, even though it might border on an argument uh, at times. Uh, the best place is over the kitchen table with a cup of coffee. Hmm. And others where you're actually looking at the person straight away or maybe um, a coffee shop. So the point is, it's got to be friendly. Uh, you, know, you have to be both people have to be committed to searching for the truth and you have to be gracious to allow the other person to express freely his or her point and it may disagree with what you're saying and you may get your back up and that's what you have to watch out for because if you're if you're going at um, a discussion with the intent of convincing the other person you're right you're like not likely to well in the first place you're not going to learn what they've learned because you're going to be so focused on trying to convince them so it's 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 a measure of having a matter of having a little bit of truth on both sides and what Mm. we want is the is the collective truth we want the truth that in its whole variety um, I, I mm. think I, I, this wonderful example was made by an expositor about the, um, about the breastplate of the high priest. And the breastplate of the high priest had 12 stones, each representing a tribe. But what's really important is the stones were different. Mm. The stones were different.
4: Right.
2: And I've always taken that as an illustration of the fact that we are different. And each of us reflect the glory of Christ in different ways. So if I'm too wrapped up in what I think, Hmm. I'm going to miss what others think. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the important aspect of discussion. We grow through discussing things with other believers.
1: I think it's it's definitely a tough thing because, like, if you are discussing anything that relates to, well, everything relates right to our Christian life, it's personal, right? Because we could be talking about something that relates to a family issue or a personal issue or my relationship to the Lord. It's, it's not just like this problem out here that like, I don't know, like an objective problem that someone could be talking about. Like say, if you watch a political debate during election season, some of those things that are discussed may or may not affect you directly, or maybe you don't think that they affect you at all. You just watch it for entertainment. And I think it's really tough because when we talk about things in our Christian life, uh, we all have a stake in the game, right? Mm-hmm. So depending on how this conversation goes, either I'm, I don't know, if I feel like, well, now I feel like I'm not as good as of a Christian as someone else thinks, or, <laughs> or maybe mm-hmm. I feel like, oh man, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. Mm. Or I need to prove my point because I want to prove that I've been doing it right this
4: month. Right, right. right. Like there's
1: something there. (laughs) Right, yeah. So there's like this kind of uh, stickiness in the conversation where we may feel even more, I don't know, unwillingness to kind of go there in a conversation because you don't want to say, well, if I say such and such... And then I don't know what's going on in this other person's life. I might offend them, but if it's the word of God, it shouldn't matter. So sometimes we just end up not saying anything at all Mm -hmm. um, because of all of that, you know, that stickiness I keep referring to, you know, so, but it's definitely worth it because I think people do have questions and they want to discuss things maybe in a passionate way. And maybe that's why, I mean, when some people say like, why don't we talk about this? It's usually like whatever the this is, whatever the issue is, it's usually not because people have no opinions. It's usually because people have too many opinions. We don't know what to do with them (laughs) without making somebody upset. Right. right? So it's like, ah, nobody can say I said it. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, And all that you're saying strikes me as being related to having too much, I guess we could say skin in the game. Yeah, We're we're too much wrapped up in our own uh, thoughts. And um, one of the important concepts, I think, to keep in mind is that our ideas are not what we are. Hmm. Uh, our, dea- our ideas are what we right. come to believe. And so um, we are not personally ju- being judged when someone disagrees with us. Um, and I, f- I think that is a, a, the root of a lot of probably problem hmm. we have to be able to put our ideas on the table in a in a sense of uh and, and i mean a, an interpretation of scripture, mm-hmm. not take offense if someone disagrees with us, even if they get really emotional mm-hmm. you know um, even if they call us names you know mm-hmm. it, it's really a matter of growing up and of being gracious and and mm-hmm. really considering um the point of the other person. Now, there may be some really important points to be made. I mean, a person may make a serious mistake with regard to interpreting scripture, hmm. but it's unlikely that you'll be able to um, show that person a different way of looking at it hmm. by yourself getting emotional and ranting hmm. in fact there's as- there's interesting scriptures uh, to that effect, and I'm blanking on the one and I think it's in Timothy where um oh dear well it's um, it has to do with um, um uh, Satan taking someone captive by mm-hmm. his thoughts, so we um we uh, we don't do our brethren any good if we react in an in a, in a abusive way, let's hmm. say,
4: yeah.
2: uh, to their thoughts. We have to be able to lay out uh, sound uh, scripture, um, what we're saying.
0: I, I think you mentioned a very important point, Roy, and I think that's the focus of the podcast, and pretty much the whole ministry is it's, um, it's important. We shouldn't shy away from discussion, With someone with a different opinion than me in fact we should look forward to it because that's how we grow and there's a danger of not doing that and shying away sometimes we think it's okay it's not a bad thing to shy away from conflict
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, but from what i'm hearing from you it's dangerous to shy away from conflict is that right
2: again that kind of depends on context If the we we don't want to be in a discussion that generates, as we say, more heat than light, Mm -hmm. so there is a time to to back off. Mm -hmm. But I think if we if we really have concern for each other, and we really have confidence in each other, and that really is the point, I think, we recognize if we each recognize the other as being a child of God, and desiring to know uh, more about god's will then there should be a willingness to examine scripture Mm -hmm. and seek the best understanding um Hmm. uh, of whatever issue that we're we're coming up against
1: and it's like time and place too because i think i think sometimes like we just have something that's on our minds and which is fine you want to discuss but like for example roy you're talking about like Christians learning from each other, or um, maybe learning from somebody on the other side of an issue, right? Who's a peer, or maybe your mentor, um, you're a mentor, you're going to have a different level of a conversation. But probably in a Bible study, maybe if there's like younger, younger people, it, that same discussion would cause confusion and not clarity, right? So I do understand the whole point about choosing your moment and, um, kind of saying like, okay, wait a second. Is this about me? Like, am I going to put a point out there because I want to get clarity for me or introduce a thought for me? Am I paying attention to the other people that are there? So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like a lot of discussions I've been part of that go well are usually less than five people, (laughs) but (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Is my number too small? (laughs) Like I don't, (laughs) is my number too big, but I just find that like any more than that, then I don't know. It gets a little, it can get a little hairy, but, and when people are of similar age or maturity, I find it usually is beneficial, but I don't know. I just think about like younger believers who are like, Oh, too many theories. Right. And it can be confusing um, time and place. Maybe
2: that's really a good point. And uh, it's one that I think we all struggle with. Um, if something is said and it's um, a matter of opinion or it's an interpretation that someone has, has been comfortable with, Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if maybe another interpretation wouldn't be called for if it's reasonable. Mm -hmm. Um, Just to illustrate the fact that, you know, we all um, have, we're all challenged in understanding scripture,
4: hmm.
2: and it's a cooperative effort. Um, I have been in uh, studies where, uh, rightly or wrongly, I've presented a different point of view uh, than has been was previously presented,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and what you have to you have to be very careful about that in the way you present it, so that it is clear Mm -hmm. that this is another valid interpretation, Mm -hmm. and that we can't be dogmatic about either one or the other. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: Now, of course, that has to do with issues that are not central to our faith. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we don't treat questions with regard to the Lord's deity, in that way but uh, questions of how to interpret for example a prophetic scripture something in Revelation
4: Mm.
2: or something in Isaiah perhaps Um, Mm -hmm. Revelation is a particularly difficult book Mm -hmm. and I think if you're in a Bible study and you're going through Revelation and there's not differences of opinion being expressed then it's not a very good Bible study I think because it reflects that Somebody just uh, railroaded oh, nice. the study, you might yeah. say, because there are passages. In fact, this is maybe a little bit funny, and maybe I'm going on too long, but um, I, I've been through three uh, Revelation three times at least, mm. more than that over the years, but recently, and um, someone has gotten really my wife got real frustrated with me because every time I go through a particular passage, I say, well, I used to think this meant this, but now I think it means this. (laughs) So so, um, there are passages of scripture that if there's no disagreement, then something may be wrong.
4: (laughs)
1: Yeah. Definitely a Uh, tough one with revelation, uh,
0: to say the least. Brings another topic, Roy, you know, can, how can we be of the same mind and still have different views? How can live harmonious, yeah. but still?
2: That's a good question, because we're told very explicitly to have the same mind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. uh, there yeah. were two, two good ladies that Paul had to um, mm-hmm. uh, mention to them that they they needed to be. They, they were probably causing a, a ruckus in the assembly. With their different points of view, but you see, this is a this is a, a, a something we have to be very careful about—that mm. we don't cause uh, uh, trouble by our insisting on a particular way of looking at at something, mm. uh, a passage, and we're to be of the same mind because we're to be. Um, humble enough to recognize the value of what the other person is providing. Mm -hmm. Now uh, that, that, that portion is in Philippians just before the, the apostle talks, I believe it is, unless I'm misremembering it. Uh, The apostle talks about the, uh, um, the uh, grace Mm -hmm. of the Lord Jesus in going to the cross, Mm -hmm. coming into the world and suffering and going to the cross. So um, we're to be, of a humble and and willing spirit, and I think that will go a long way. If we do have a disagreement with someone else, mm-hmm. they'll be much more likely to listen to our point of view if we're not someone who's always going around ranting about our own point of view. <laughs> uh, if we're a, um, uh, a, a a gracious person, you yeah. Know, then oh man.
1: Roy, you're making me think about social media. <laughs> I'm not really yeah, on right. there. Yeah. But I just think about how, like, what you just said about people will be more open to discuss certain things with you if you're not somebody who rants about certain things. And I just think about how, how I think about myself and I say, how many times have I said I don't want to talk about anything with a about a certain topic with somebody who I see like writes paragraphs on Facebook or Instagram Mm -hmm. or Twitter or wherever other another platform. And it's it's that same thing. Like you get like turned off because you're like, wait, this person doesn't seem like open to having a conversation. Um we just want to hear our own voices. And so it's uh yeah, it's definitely a tough one. And I think that we're all we're all culpable in that. Um, whether you know, if we've ever been on social media where like we have kind of stood on our little digital soapbox and like shouted <laughs> something and whether we realize it or not, like we have turned somebody else off that we do know who is so-called friends with us in that, in that forum. And I just wonder how many people right now are not talking to someone else, not like because you have a conflict, but like just about our Christian faith because of something they might've seen they posted on the internet. And, like, how that is impacting our conversations or, like, we're just not having them because people are like, oh, I don't want to hear any more from that person because I already know Mm -hmm. how they think, right? You know, and I just wonder about how much damage can be unintentionally done, how much harder starting a conversation is these days, Um, Mm -hmm. especially in this pandemic. I don't know what that one thing you said, boy, just, like, took me down this, like, mental rabbit hole. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) making me rethink everything, you know? Yeah. So thanks for making that point.
2: I think that's a a pretty important character
4: Hmm.
2: that um, people, um, in fact, there's one of the apologists um, on the Internet, um, gave a talk on uh, being a winsome apologist. Hmm. And uh, that's just the opposite of a lot of apologetics you hear. Uh, they're not very winsome at all. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think our attitude and our discussions uh, should invite people to talk to us about the way we believe. Right.
4: Yeah.
0: I think uh, okay. as, as we close, uh, it's good to remember the importance of questioning our um Thoughts and our um, what we believe in, and be willing to be wrong, mm.
4: uh,
0: but at the same time, uh, n- avoid um, vain arguments
4: mm. and
0: be careful. Um, how, how we address other people, uh, it, it has to come with humility because yeah. conflict comes because of pride.
2: Mm. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Uh, As you said, Peter, we're uh, closing. Can we give an advertisement for the next uh, session? Because no discussion of argument is really complete unless we talk about how (laughs) we can give reasonable um, reasons, evidence for what we believe and how we can detect um, false evidences that are given to us to convince us of something that's wrong. Mm. We all know that there are a lot of wrong arguments, a lot of uh, attempts to lead us astray. Mm. And so, um, where our next session is going to look at just exactly what we need to look out for, Mm. uh, both when we try and tell somebody uh, what we think and also, when someone is trying to tell us what hmm. they think. Perfect. Sound arguments is what they're yep. called. You did it. You did it, Roy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, gave, you gave the preview. <laughs> uh, no, oh, I Mary. really like that. I really like that because I think, um, I don't think I've ever had someone say, um, as Christians, we need to um, think about logic. And I mean, I know people have said that, but I don't, I've i never heard it in like a formalized way. And I think it's a really important thing mm-hmm. to go over, especially when you look at the book of Romans or anything, especially the book of Romans, the way Paul writes, it's like an argument form. But I've, I'm sure a lot of people have heard like myself, right? That people say, oh, faith is not logical. Christianity <laughs> is not logical. So I think this next episode is going to be great because I think sometimes maybe deep down inside as Christians, we might be saying, oh, I don't know, is my faith logical at all? The word faith seems to conflict with logic, right? So Mm. um, I think it will be good to kind of attack that idea because I think sometimes we have a little fear inside of ourselves that, you know, if someone really debated me, someone who doesn't believe and I lost, does that mean I'm not really as knowledgeable as I thought, or is my whole faith going to be dashed to pieces? So um, I think it'll be good next episode.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'll leave you with a verse. Mm, um, good. It's Isaiah um, chapter one. I think it's along about 18 or so. Come, let us reason together. Yes. Now you can't reason together with somebody unless you're reasoning in mm-hmm. the same way. And Hmm. that has a profound significance because God is the one who has given us the ability to reason.
4: Hmm.
2: And that's, I think, part of the image of God.
1: Hmm. Beautiful.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks everyone for listening. Has this episode got you thinking? We really hope so. Uh, If it did, post a comment for underneath this podcast uh, we really appreciate your comments. It does tell us what was valuable for you and it might spark uh, discussion. Uh, we would love that. And uh, while you're there, you can also submit a question to our question and answer blog and explore our archive of 200 plus blog posts and podcasts. So thank you for joining us. And we look forward to you joining us again uh, on our next podcast, where we continue our discussion about
3: sound argument. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Patterns of Truth podcast. We invite you to join us for our next episode. And we also encourage you to check out parentsoftruth.org, where we post articles every week for the encouragement and growth of Christ followers. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to submit them on our website I'm Peter, until next time.